0: Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life.
1: Welcome back in. We're going to talk some Rugby League and, of course, the Rugby League World Cup is on in the Northern Hemisphere. Pretty devastating uh, result for Kiwis fans uh, not getting the job done against Australia. Had chances, felt like we outplayed them for big passages of the play and the stars of the Kangaroos weren't really firing, but we just couldn't get the points. So I need an expert. So we've got Fonzie, he is host of this Warriors Life podcast. He's, he's parked the Warriors jersey for a, a couple more months. Um, so we want to talk about this Rugby League World Cup. Fonzie, welcome. And first, first of all, your assessment of the Kiwis campaign.
0: Yeah, g'day, Staffie. Great to be on, mate. Look, the Kiwis campaign uh, started scratchy, didn't really get going, I don't think, until the game on the weekend. But it was, uh, to me, a hell of a turnaround on the weekend. I was impressed with the way they played. I was impressed with the game plan they brought to the the game and executed. And if I judge them off their last game, not their first, I think we can be pretty proud if you're a Kiwis fan.
1: Yeah, I felt felt sorry for the players and... I've been accused of being a Michael Maguire sympathist. I, I really felt sorry for him. And uh, straight away, when you when you bow out of a semi final in a major sport that you're pretty good at, people say the coach should go. Where are you at on Michael Maguire coaching the Kiwis?
0: Look, I was a bit concerned about the way the Kiwis were playing throughout the tournament. I thought they hadn't quite worked out how best to use Joey Manu. They hadn't quite worked out how best to use that middle dominance that they were getting against everybody. And so I think there were legitimate questions about whether Michael Maguire had the game plan and was was getting it into the side that was going to beat the big sides. But to me, uh, the performance on the weekend, I think he got it right. He made the adjustments he needed to. And it just came down to moments on the weekend. I think the Kiwis team was every bit as good as Australia and it was just down to the ball, individual moments. So... And if you look at it realistically, Staffy, I mean, I can't wait to watch Samoa play this weekend and I hope Samoa wins. But um, realistically, that could have been the final on the weekend. Mm. If you won that game, you had one hand on the World Cup. So going down by two points in that game to Australia, I think um, I don't think you can judge him too harshly.
1: Why did the Kangaroos struggle to, uh, to combat us? Was it, were there failings amongst that group?
0: look I mean the kangaroos picked a team with five back rowers in it and and a prop short which as warriors fans we got a bit used to this year <laughs> and it and it's um it's a play that you know that he's going to put you on the back foot against a team with a pack like the kiwis all of the kiwi middles are elite middles and in this game they got the balance right of driving through that middle then a bit of second phase offloads off the back of the dominance they were getting And so that really meant that um, the Kiwis were keeping the kangaroos honest and and asking some questions of them. The flip side of that too is the kangaroos weren't making easy metres against the Kiwis and all of that strike they've got out wide never quite got the time and space to be able to sort of take advantage of of that strength that the, the kangaroos have. So I think the answer is if you've got better middles and you can get on top in that middle, the strike out wide gets sort of degraded quite a bit and that's what we saw.
1: The other semi-final was, oh, I was watching it and I was thinking, this reminds me of the 2011 World Cup when uh, Rugby World Cup when the All Blacks beat France 37-17 in the opening pool. France also lost to Tonga in pool play, found their way into the semi and then just about burgled the final. But this is an even more remarkable comeback by Samoa over England who went down 66 in the opening game and then get a a golden point victory. Uh, Massive comeback from them.
0: Yeah, amazing, wasn't it? I mean, you've got to wonder how much preparation the Samoans did or were able to do in that first week because it was a completely different side on the weekend. And on the other hand, I think England having had basically all easy games on the way through, didn't know what to do when someone started hitting them back. And so that sort of threw off their rhythm. And so the game, to me, had no rhythm. It was just a collection of remarkable things that happened over 80 minutes and into Golden Point. And, um, yeah, it was one of the most exciting games I've seen in a long time.
1: There were calls earlier in the tournament for Matt Parrish to be rolled mid-tournament. He probably slept quite well after that semifinal Um uh, and, and probably rightly, so, he did turn that team around,
0: he sure did, and it's I think it's a really good lesson, staffy, for those those of us who follow the game closely but aren't in camp, that you just never know what's going on in camp do you so I think it's six members of the team that played on the weekend actually signed a petition last year asking that Matt Parish be still down as coach. <laughs> I think that's right and and now they've gone and made the final and Matt Parrish on paper is super coach, right? So we, we just don't understand internal dynamics, I don't think. And back to your question about Michael Maguire, uh, it, it's really easy from the outside to put the blame on coaching and, and these sorts of things. But to, to a certain point, you've got to let results speak for themselves. And what Matt Parrish has done is unprecedented. And I like the way they're playing. <laughs>
1: I hope he lobbies World Rugby League and says, could we not have an Australian referee? Could we have a neutral referee <laughs> for the final? Because the Kiwis are banging on about having Klein.
0: Yeah, look, I, I mean, I probably have a slightly different perspective on that than a lot of the Kiwi-based fans do. I, I don't think the refs cost the Kiwis on the weekends, and I think there's probably a tendency, certainly amongst Warriors fans, to focus on refs too much. Um, I, I don't think it matters what ref Samoa has on the weekend. I think what matters is whether they can do what the Kiwis did and get over the top of the Aussie middles and then whether they've got the technical and, um, and fitness sort of needed to contain the Aussie edges when the Aussies inevitably get balls. Because, you know, England put 26 points on Samoa. Uh, you've you got to worry how many points Australia will score and you've got to wonder how many points Samoa can put on Australia.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say what's the most <clears throat> most important component for Samoa going into the final? It, it probably is defense, isn't
0: it? Oh look it is. I mean we saw um Jack White and Skin Chunks Nickel Coxdard uh, on the on our left edge, the Kiwi left edge on the weekend and you know, I mean then you've got Latrell Mitchell, you've got strike everywhere. So it there's no let up from Australia. They're gonna probe you know, if it's not Josh Carr running at full speed to catch a kick on the left edge, it's going to be um, you know, the strike down the right edge and you, every player in the side and the team as a whole needs to um, hold its structure and do their job and I think that's, that's the challenge with Australia. You've got to be relentless for 80 minutes and to be honest, watching the Samoa-England game, I wouldn't call it a relentlessly excellent game across 80 minutes. It was sort of nip and tuck and phases of dominance for each side but it was kind of a bit loose compared to the New Zealand Australia game I'd say so I do have a bit of concern for Samoa
1: Yeah I do too but um you know the pressure on the kangaroos going into a final like the whole world just expect them to win and probably reasonably comfortably that should be just an extra bullet in the chamber for Samoa to try and knock them off their game early
0: Absolutely. I mean, Samoa's got absolutely everything to gain, nothing to lose. And in a way, the Kangaroos have everything to lose and nothing to gain, just the way the the matchup comes together and the expectation on both sides. I think, um, I mean, I've been guilty of underestimating Samoa for the last couple of weeks, so I don't want to do it again now. But I, I do just feel like the Kangaroos, if they're going to bring their best, are going to win. But, you know, what? in a way, that's OK. You know, what, what's happened so far to me is in this World Cup has made me feel like a kid at
1: Christmas, and I'm just loving it. We're talking to Fonzie. He's host of this Warriors Life podcast. Speaking of Warriors, we're starting to see a few jerseys on social media, a few photos, a few signings. Uh, You're getting excited. Is it too early for you to start getting excited for next year?
0: For the Warriors? Well, I'll tell you, Staffie, like, I mean, this World Cup, and particularly what Samoa has done, and also watching the Kiwis and other teams has brought back sort of my love or the magic of the game for me because I lost it a bit this year. And uh, I'm really excited that Andrew Webster's hit the ground running. I like what I've been hearing from him so far. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think as the off season goes on, I'll, I'll build back up into into the Warriors, but I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of apathy coming out of this year and that's very unlike me. So this World Cup sort of been the jolt I needed to get my get my rugby
1: league head back on. Brilliant and fair enough. Hey, Fonzie, appreciate you chatting to us out of Australia today. Warriors to the core, Kiwis as well, but uh, this week it's Go Samoa, eh?
0: Go Samoa.
1: Good man. Thanks, Fonzie. This Warrior's Life, that is the name of his podcast. Do subscribe to that. Uh, He gives you really good coverage during the NRL season, and I think, like... um, a lot of people, um, myself Sam, Captain K people in the office, we really really hope uh, Samoa rise up and uh, just as the Black Ferns did, Blackferns were underdogs, Samoa are underdogs and we see a wonderful spectacle for the Rugby League World Cup uh, coming up this weekend. Um, we're going to take a break for news, sport and weather after the news we're going to have a chat with Spencer Kite, he is a UFC.com Uh, feature rider and we're going to have a look back on the four kiwis that were involved in the ufc yesterday a couple of belts uh, israel adesunya going down but a welcome return to the winning podium for dan hooker as well so spencer kite on the ufc after the news